Hello, my friend. I am Giancarlo Villatoro, the founding pastor of Victory Church from Odessa, Texas. Hello. I hope you're having a good day. I want to share this video with uh, some of my friends. So if you allow me, let me go quickly to do this on my computer so I can share this quickly. And I hope that you will enjoy it. Well, today we are going to talk about a beautiful passage of the scripture in the book of Genesis. So I hope that uh, this study will be good to you. And if you want to get ready, you can also go to our website, bchurch.us, and look for the tab uh, Bible Studies. And there, in our Bible Studies, you can find the study of today's message, which is, uh, the study is June 25th. But very happy to be here with you today, and uh, I hope that we will have a wonderful time together. I'm about to finish here this sharing, and then we will go directly to our group. And I hope you will enjoy it. We are, we are going to our study. That's it. One more thing, and I'll be all set. Here we go. Here we go. That's wonderful. Fabulous. All right. Well, today is June 26, 2019, and from Odessa, Texas, let me tell you what a beautiful day we have today here in Texas. The weather is sensational. We know it's hot, but it's, it's part of the summer, and it's part like, like any other season during the year, right? It's true. Today, I'm sharing with you our Bible timeline, Bible study, lesson number 78. The title of this lesson is Refuse to be Bitter. And the reading that I'm going to share with you from the Bible is in the book of Genesis, chapter 39, from the verses 21 through 23. And uh, I am using this particular Bible. It's called the Easy to Read Version Bible. And this particular version is really cool because it is uh, written in order to, to find it really easy to comprehend. And uh, uh, I'm reading in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Genesis 39 from the verse 21 and verse 22 and 23. The reading says, The Lord was with Joseph and continued to show his kindness to him. So the commander of the prison guards began to like Joseph. The commander of the guards put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners. Joseph was the leader, but he still did the same work they did. The commander of the guards trusted Joseph with everything that was in the prison. This happened because the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord helped Joseph be successful in everything he did. He was successful in everything he did because the Lord was with him. Isn't it true that our main desire in life is to succeed? Is, isn't that what you would like to do today? Every single week we face work, we face our responsibilities, we face our challenges, and we just think, 
I would like to get it right. I would like to be successful today. And what is what we need? We need our God with us. And that is exactly the objective of this study. So I want to invite you to join me and reflect with me as we are studying this passage of the scripture. The first question that I have here for us is, did Joseph do anything wrong to end up in prison? So let me rewind a little bit here in the history of the Bible in the book of Genesis. We have the founder of our faith, Abraham, his son, Isaac, Isaac's son, Jacob, and Jacob's sons were 12 kids. The number 11 was Joseph, and he was by his brothers, the older brothers. And you know what happened? They decided to sell them as a slave. And then the Midianites took him and brought him to Egypt, where they sold him to Potiphar. Potiphar was a special official working for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Potiphar liked Joseph. Joseph was very smart, and he did great things for his property, his businesses, and suddenly he put him in charge of everything. Joseph was the number two in that household. But one day, Potiphar's wife <laughs> put his eyes on Joseph and wanted to have sex with him. So Joseph refused to do that, but the woman was so sneaky. He took the coat of Joseph when he ran out of the house, and then she screamed, accused Joseph, and Potiphar didn't pay any attention to what Joseph wanted to say and just simply thrown him in jail. And that is why, that is the reason why Joseph ended up in prison. So the question that I ask is, did Joseph do anything wrong to end up in prison? And the answer is no. He did not do anything wrong. Sometimes we feel that uh, there are many things that are not fair in our lives, right? You might feel that way. You are struggling, going through so many difficulties and thinking, but why is this thing happening to me? So do you think that the Lord allowed this to happen or it was not in, in, in God's control? Well, I want you to know this. Everything that is happening in our lives is allowed by the good Lord, even the bad things. And I know you don't like that idea because all of us think that because God is merciful and compassionate and good, we all think, well, there is no way that anything wrong is going to happen to me because God is with me. But we know that in life there are so many things that are not fair. So many things happening that we just don't understand. We disagree with the methods and schemes that some people do in order to get us in trouble, to take advantage of us, mistreating us. And that happened to Joseph exactly. But I want you to know that in all those things, whether it's the life of Joseph, or in your life, in my life, the good Lord always is in control. Now, you know, Joseph ended up in a prison. 
Let me ask you this question. Do you feel that part of your life maybe is in a prison? Do you feel that perhaps part of you is in a prison today? Perhaps your mind? Maybe there are some habits. Perhaps there is, is, a, is a, bad, a bad relationship. Something that makes you feel that you are imprisoned. That you cannot be free. And that happened to Joseph as well. And we, we sometimes think, well, that's not fair. Now, whatever the prison is where you feel that you are in that kind of prison, have you ever thought of the reasons why you feel that way? You know, for instance, somebody can feel that the prison is drugs. Other person can feel that the prison is alcohol. Other people feel that the prison is the bad relationship with someone and that is a toxic relationship. So the question that we need to ask ourselves is why does why we ended up in those uh, circumstances. You know, most of the time, uh, we, we are aware that we are doing some things that are not totally right, but deep in our hearts, it, it feels like we would like to blame somebody for our problem. Isn't it true? It's exactly that the feeling. And unfortunately, you know what? We even blame God. I want you to think of this. Joseph didn't do anything wrong to be sold by his brothers. He didn't do anything wrong to end up as a slave in Potiphar's house. He didn't do anything wrong to end up in prison, falsely accused by this woman. So don't you think that sometimes things like that happen to us and we want to blame God? Perhaps you have been blaming God for your situation. And you think, you know, I have been a good person. I have done nothing wrong to anyone. I help everybody. You know, I'm very nice to everyone. But here, here's my situation. And each company that I go to work with, everyone is so mean. They are just taking advantage of me. Or perhaps you are thinking, you know, I have been such a great person to... Uh, have a romantic relationships with, with different individuals throughout my life and every time I find a cheater, a liar, someone that mistreats me, it's not fair. Sometimes it's with work, sometimes it's with relationships, sometimes it's our health and we think, I don't see why I have to go through all this. And somehow we are blaming God for those reasons. But the truth of the matter is our good Lord is not guilty for our misfortunes. You know, I'm going to talk to you about my own misfortunes. And I know that throughout my life, the problems that I have experienced and the bad consequences of all those problems, they were my own decisions. Because whenever I did wrong, the consequence was bad. Whenever I have done good, the consequence has been great because whatever I, I plant I'm gonna have a great harvest whether it's good or bad and in my personal experience I know that the, the good Lord has done nothing wrong to me and probably 
you agree with me that maybe that is your case. Perhaps you are mad at God because you don't have the family that you want. Perhaps you are mad at God because you don't have the, the house that you want or maybe the health that you want or perhaps the relationships that you want. You don't have the job that you want. You are not happy and probably you are blaming God for those reasons. And, and I want to encourage you to don't think that way because the good Lord has done nothing wrong to us. Nothing. He gave us life and He is always inviting us to do better, to get closer to Him. And that is exactly what, what we see here. You know, Joseph went through all these things. He is in prison. And now that he is in prison, he has the opportunity to do something there. And you know, it's like you, like me, like everybody else. When we are in a bad spot, when we are going through difficulties, we always have two options. One option is to go back and say, well, I don't care. I am so in so much trouble, I don't care. I will continue going in, in that direction and doing worse and worse. Or we could do the right thing, which is to repent and think, you know, there is no need for me to continue going in that wrong path. I, I can change. I can do better. I can be better. You know, you can do better. You can be better. And repentance is, is the right action. If you feel that you are blaming the good Lord for your current circumstances, I encourage you, stop doing that. It's a good thing to stop, reflect about it, and perhaps repenting and asking the good Lord, Lord, I'm sorry. I don't think that I have done the right thing here because it's not your fault. You know, in this passage, in the verse 21, we know that uh, this prison guard began to like Joseph. You know, that is called favor. The favor of God will come to you when you are in good terms with the good Lord. You know? When you are in good terms with the good Lord, His favor is going to come upon you. And that favor, the favor of God, is going to bring you unexpected friends, which are going to be key for your future, for your life, for your destination. But if you continue going the wrong path, and, and if you are uh, bitter, and you keep upset and angry and frustrated, you know, the favor of God is not going to, to come upon you. He will be waiting until you change. And you acknowledge that within the circumstances that you are, God is still God. That God is not mean. That He is not uh, tortur torturing you. He's not, he's not doing any kind of torture to you. He, he is good to you. Because that is his nature, his na supernatural nature is to do good and to be nice to people. That is our good Lord. But when you acknowledge that God is still God, even though you are going through tough times, you will see his favor and he will connect you with new friends that are going to be key for your future. Something else that I see in the verse 22 is that at that point 
the commander of the guards put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners. And you know what is happening here? That when someone is not bitter, actually is a sweet person, keeps a sweet spirit, that person, because has the favor of God, is going to be noticeable in the eyes of people in authority, wherever you are. And those who are in authority are going to choose people with a sweet spirit, always, because they are looking for supervisors and leaders. You know, all companies continue growing. All companies just keep growing, and eventually some people retire, eventually some people move up, eventually some people go to work to another company, and there are opening positions like a manager or supervisor. Well, those positions will be granted to individuals that have the favor of God, and you might be that person. But you have to refuse to be bitter because of the tough circumstances that you are in and just acknowledge that the good Lord is still God, that He is in full control of your life, that He has a plan, and then you will see the miracle. And that is what happened to Joseph. But he still did the same work they did. And I love that part because supervisors, the true supervisors, the right ones, the, the ones that are really cool supervisors are those who work with his people, their people. So imagine a supervisor that always is sitting in a, in, on a, in a chair, on a desk, always on the phone, just telling everyone what to do. But you never see this supervisor in the field. Compare that supervisor with the supervisor that you, you know that this supervisor goes from time to time to the field and hangs out with the, with the workers, with everyone there. Is sweating like you are sweating. You know, is going through, through the traffic like you are going through the traffic. And is exactly doing the same things that you do. That kind of supervisor you like, and that is exactly Joseph. He was now the supervisor, the leader among everyone, but he still did the same kind of work. In fact, you know, leadership doesn't mean that you will quit working. In reality, what that, what that means is you're going to work more. Why? Because leaders are being seen by others. Everyone is looking at the leader. Everyone is looking at the GM. All the managers, all the employees are looking at them and they are expecting that those managers are going to set a good example. Punctuality, responsibility, kindness, good communication, respect, generosity, kindness. Because when you have a leader like that, people will love to hang out with you. People will stick with the company. They will continue working with you because they say, I like that kind of supervisor. You see that? So maybe you are unhappy today thinking that where you are working is not like that. And you are thinking, this guy is crazy. Hey, Gian, you are crazy. You are telling me that, right? Thinking, that doesn't exist. Well, no. It's a real possibility that you can find that company. Because there are wonderful people everywhere. You just need to find them. You need the favor of God. 
You see that? That's why you have to refuse to be bitter, even if your circumstances are unfair to you. If it's, if it's unjust, you just say, I'm going to trust in God. The good Lord will help me. Now, let me read to you the last verse, and with this, I end this study. It says in verse 23, The commander of the guards trusted Joseph with everything that was in, in the prison, with everything. This happened because the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord helped Joseph be successful in everything he did. And that is what I want to give you. The message of hope that everything can be good for you. Things are going to work out well for you when you have a good relationship with the good Lord. Joseph ended up in prison. He ended up in prison and it was unfair. But he refused to be bitter. He trusted in God, did the right thing, became a supervisor, a leader in authority over everything. And then we see that God was with him and he was successful in everything he did. In everything. My friend, you can have that kind of success that the Bible offers. The success of doing things God's way. Let's stop doing things our way. Let's stop that. Let's do things the way that God wants us to do it. I encourage you today to say your prayers. And if you have never prayed, why don't you pray with me today? You know, what is to pray? To pray is just communicate with God. And you just open your mouth and you say those words knowing that you are talking to the good Lord as I am going to do it. You don't need to close your eyes if you don't want to because God listens anyway. So what if we say this, this prayer with me? Just repeat those, these words, okay? Dear God, thank you for this day of life. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to listen to your word. I open my heart to your Holy Spirit. Come and dwell in me. I know that Jesus paid the price for my salvation, for my redemption. And by his sacrifice, I can experience eternal life. Thank you, dear God. Help me to have a great day today. In the name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, my friend, for watching. I encourage you to go to our website and check everything else that we have available there. We have podcasts and YouTube channel, Vimeo channel. We are in many places. We have a Roku channel as well. I encourage you to go to the website, bchurch.us. And if you are in Odessa or you come to Odessa one day, what if you come to our church services on Sunday? The address is 2400 West 81st Street in Odessa, Texas. My name is Gian, pastor of Victory Church. And with all of my heart, I thank you for the time that you have invested today. I say hello to all my friends that are watching. I have friends reporting these uh, videos from different parts of the country, in California, in Chicago. Thank you so much, my friends in, in Virginia and Florida. Of course, here in Texas, my friends in, in Washington, D.C. area, my friends in Boston, thank you so much. I appreciate your comments and your likes and your emails. I am so happy knowing 
that I can be with you through this way. But for those who are in Odessa, come, come and enjoy Victory Church. Sundays at 9.30 a.m. we have coffee and donuts and the services from 10 to 11 a.m. every Sunday. I hope that I will see you soon. And with this, I wish you a beautiful, wonderful day. Thank you so much for watching.